Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Amen. Isaiah 40, starting in verse 3, and then Colossians 2, starting in verse number 8. We're going to read a couple of scriptures in each. Uh, So let's start in Isaiah chapter 40. The scripture says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And The crooked paths shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And in verse uh, in uh, Colossians chapter two, verse number eight, the scripture says, "Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments." of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. Somebody say, buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him. Somebody say risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Amen. If you would put your Bibles down and help me pray, let's just ask the Lord to visit us once again in this house and that he would speak his word to all of us with clarity. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to be in your house to hear your word again. God, I consider it such an honor and privilege to be able to stand before these people and speak your word. I pray that my words would not be mine alone, but I pray that you would speak through them and that you would minister to these people in their needs today. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Why don't we give another hand clap to the Lord as we're seated in this house. Amen. Amen. You can be seated at this time. Amen. I read an article this week in the Smithsonian Magazine, uh, which shared an interesting topic I want to share. And this has no doubt been a very common uh, topic that has been revealed time and time again. It's a very common story that you've probably no doubt heard of happening before. But this article shared that five years ago in September 2017, a Connecticut mechanic uh, named Jared Whipple found hundreds of artworks in a dumpster at an abandoned farmhouse. He took them home thinking he might use them as decorations for his indoor uh, skate park. But as it turns out, the art that he found in a dumpster was anything but trash. Uh, He heard about the art from a friend who had just bought this this home, this property, and was readying it in Watertown, Connecticut, uh, this barn that was for sale. And when Whipple arrived, he found a dumpster stuffed with hundreds of pieces of art, some dirty, Others covered in plastic paintings on top of the paintings, wrapped, several pieces of art wrapped together. Intrigued by the find, 
He took the art home with him. Most of the paintings were simply signed F. Hines, but he eventually discovered a 1961 canvas that bore the full name of Francis Matson Hines. Hines was a popular, popular American artist of many decades who had just passed away recently, and that was his barn before his passing. It's unclear how many artworks the man saved, but he says that there are a few works he won't sell. At a show next month, the paintings will be on offer for between $12,500 and $20,000 each. All told, the entire collection could be worth millions of dollars total, found in the garbage can. Amen. And some of us, you know, uh, you, you look at the thrift store and you wonder, hey, is that piece of art worth anything? <laughs> and, uh, may, hey, hey, it could be worth $20,000. You just don't know. Uh, so I found this story really interesting. You know, when something's dirty, it's in the trash, you might not know its worth. And it, it may never, ever reach its potential because it's at risk of just being thrown away. It's ultimately thrown out if nobody claims it, right? However, when it has the right name on it, it has tremendous value. You see, when they have, you've heard these stories before, when they've identified art before, they can't really tell uh, sometimes if it's really a Van Gogh or not. But they can absolutely tell if his signature is on it. They know that that's his signature. They know that it's his name, Van Gogh, that is on that painting, and it gives it its tremendous value. Amen? And so it is with us. When we have a name applied to us, we gain value. Amen? I know you've heard the art story before, but I think it draws an important point. It's that I am not just my own. I am not just Emilio Garza. But I have been bought with a price. Paid by the own, his own blood and purchased for my redemption. I know I've already talked about this. I know we've been talking about this all month. But we really need to understand the significance that he has applied his name to us. That he has bought us. That he has ransomed us for his own blood. What a powerful thing. Amen. Amen. And so the, the vessel, us, our lives in the hands of the potter of Jesus Christ it has tremendous value, and he can make of our lives whatever he sees fit. Amen? The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 18 that the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. You see, the potter... The example that, that Jeremiah received from the Lord, the, the potter had this pot that he didn't think was quite right. So he decided to fix it. And he decided because he is the creator to recreate it and made it as seems good to him. What a powerful principle from the Old Testament prophet that we can even apply today. And it's that God can change your life. And it's that God can make you into a new creation. It's that he can shape your life and make it into his masterpiece. He sees us in our sin. 
He sees us in our turmoil and he decides I can make something beautiful out of that life. I can make something amazing out of this one. And I can make something incredible out of this one because God is a creator and he can create anything. And that is exactly what's happened to us when we've been bought by the Lord. He has changed us. And in Corinthians it says he has made us into a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. All things are made new. Nothing's the same when he recreates us. Nothing's the same when he purifies us. Nothing's the same when that blood of Jesus washed over my sins. He made me his own and he caused me to be born again. That's the gospel message. That's the gospel truth. It's that you don't have to remain in your sin. You don't have to remain dirty. You don't have to remain broken. But our God is a savior. They call him Emmanuel, God with us, for he shall save his people. The Lord came to this earth. He walked in the same things that we deal with in life. But he died on the cross for our redemption. Hallelujah. We don't have to live inside of our sin anymore. But we can be free. Totally free. The scripture tells us in 2 Kings chapter 5 a story about this man named Naaman who was a, a warrior, a great warrior in the Syrian army. And he had done great things for God. He had, he had fought in great wars, but he had something wrong with him. He had leprosy. Leprosy is when you have a skin disease, and, and that's what they described it as in the Bible. And they considered those who were a leper to be unclean. They could not live like everybody else. They could not live among everybody else, but they were segregated. They were separate from everybody else, and there was no cure at this time for such a skin disease. But the Bible tells us that this man, Naaman, had heard uh, that he could be healed from somebody in Israel, and so he sent for the king, and the king said, No, it's not me. There is a prophet, though, in Israel, Elisha. And I think he can take care of your trouble. You see, God was working Elisha's miracles. And, and there was uh, he literally did double that his predecessor did. And uh, so Elisha does something really unique. He says, you know, I'm not going to meet Naaman. I'm not going to meet this guy who needs a healing in his body. I, I'm going to send my servant to go and give him some instructions, all right? And so Naaman is like, this is odd. I'm just stuck at the gate. You ever gone over to somebody's house and they won't even let you in the house? That's not a good thing, right? You might be wondering, well, do they really like me? What's, what's happening here? And the, so the servant kind of pops his head out and he goes out the gate and he says, hey, th this, is, this is, you know, Brother Emilio's version of the Bible, uh, the EJV, you know. Uh, so I don't, my middle name's not James though, but... E-C-V, there you go, yeah. And so he goes out and he meets Naaman, and he tells him the instructions that Elisha gave, which the instructions were, you need to go and dip seven times in the Jordan River 
and you're going to be made whole. You're going to be healed. And the Bible tells us that he was wroth and he was angry at the commandment. And he said, well, why do I got to do such a ridiculous thing? And he even said, there's other rivers. Are there not uh, Abana and, and Fapar, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? But Elisha said, no, it's this river you need to go and get baptized in, the Jordan River. And uh, so he, he, he didn't want to do that. And so he, the servant says to him, he says, you know, uh, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, Wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith to thee, wash and be clean? And so what he's telling him is he said, if the prophet would have asked you to do some marvelous thing, he's a warrior, maybe to go and, 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 and do some amazing hunt or whatever, would you have done it? And the servant had a good point because he convinced Naaman, you know what? Sure, I guess I'll go ahead and do that then. It's, it's easy enough to go wash in the Jordan River. And when he washed in the Jordan River, he was made clean. What a powerful thing that God worked even in the Old Testament through that Jordan River. And it was that there is no disease that our God cannot heal. There is no thing, no sin that we can face that our God cannot heal. But our God can wash anything. Our God can make anything new. He can make all things new. And there's people standing in this place that he's worked miracles in you that no one else could ever do. He's changed you in a way that no program could have ever changed because it's only by the washing of the blood that we can be made whole. Hallelujah. There was nothing Naaman could do. He was a great warrior. There's nothing that he could do to cleanse himself and, and get rid of this disease that he had. Our best righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. Our best attempts, our, the best among us, we still have sin in our lives. We still deal with the plague of just having flesh and having sin. Because of our ancestors. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But as I've been just hammering home already, what man could not do, only Jesus could do. What man could not do, what you could not buy with your money, what you could not find in medicine, what you could not find in philosophy, our God gives it and he gives it freely and he can give his redemption to you today. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I don't have to pay a price. I'm so glad that if I just humble myself before him, he can heal me, he can change me, and he can deliver me. And so I want to preach on this thought today. Hear this voice. There are many voices in our world, but we must hear this voice. For this voice calls to give you redemption. This voice of God is calling to set you free. 
This voice is calling to give you the solution you've been working, looking for all your life. Hallelujah. This voice, this plan, this message of redemption is for you and I. Hallelujah. We need his redemption. At this same Jordan River, many years later, a prophet named John was following God's leading. And it was him who was preparing the way of the Lord. He baptized people, commanding them to follow Jesus in the very same river that I just preached about that Naaman was washed in into your hearing. And you know the end of the story because I've already spoiled it. And it's that Jesus was baptized there. And then Jesus went to a cross to die for our sins. I find it interesting that when John was baptizing people, the, the Bible tells us in Luke that all people shall see the salvation of the Lord. It didn't say that that baptism that day that John was doing was the salvation of the Lord. But he said to believe on someone who's coming after him. He was preparing the way. They shall see the salvation of the Lord. It was happening because, because they were repenting at that time. They were asking God to forgive them. And that is essential, friend of mine. It's essential that we ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. And we humble ourselves before him. And that will lead us to salvation. That's the pathway to salvation. After his redemptive work on the cross, the disciples began to preach the gospel. And in Acts 19, the scripture says that Paul came across some believers. And he said this to them. He said, unto what then were ye baptized? How were you baptized? Is what he said. And they said, unto John's baptism. And then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Are you hearing my voice here today? Are you hearing the voice of the word of the Lord today that's telling you that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, that you need to be redeemed of your sins, that you need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, that he can wash away your sins and no one else can. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When they heard the gospel preached, they listened to the gospel. They heard the voice calling them to salvation. It might not seem significant. Maybe you relate to Naaman and you say, nah, this can never work. But his blood washes away all our impurities. He makes us whole and he makes us a new creature. Amen. Because when Naaman got out of the water, he was a new man. In the same way, the believers in Acts 19 were new. In the same way, the believers in 2022 are made new hallelujah hallelujah and Corinthians uh, Paul wrote a letter to the Corinthian church and he's, he's admonishing them he's, he's telling them hey you don't need to be messing with sin you don't be messing with all these things and, and he's, he starts to list all of these things that will cause us to miss out on heaven he says you know those who are 
revilers and those who are drunkards and all these people, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But then he says this, and he says, and such were some of you. But such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified by the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The new birth still applies today. It's still applied to the post-Acts 2 church. It applied to every church they planted. They said that you're washed, you're redeemed, you're sanctified by the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus that we have the victory. It's all in his name that we're washed clean. And I just want to for another second say I'm just so glad that that's who I was. And that's not who I am anymore. We find our identity in Jesus Christ. It's not who I am. That sin I lived in was not. It's not who I am. That alcohol that I drank, it's not who I am. But it's who I used to be. Such were some of you. I feel as such were some of you sweeping over this house. I don't know if you remember the pain and the bondage that you were in when you were in your sin, but it's behind you. It's in the rear view mirror, and it's gone forever. Hallelujah. Hear this voice today. You can still be washed. You can still be sanctified and set apart. You can still be justified by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't think we focus on that so much, that we've been justified. Hallelujah. What does that mean? That means that we don't have to pay for what we did. It's already been paid for. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that's just a reason to celebrate today. I'm proclaiming to you today, you've been justified. You've been set free from your past. He doesn't even remember it anymore. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God we serve because there's such power in the name. Because the name of Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth and in under the earth. There's no place that doesn't receive the power. There's no place that his authority cannot reach. David said, if I make my bed in hell, there he is. No matter where you find yourself today, no matter what you're up against today, no matter what's breaking out in your life here today, our God is there. His name has power even there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether you've been repentant you've repented of your sins or you've been baptized in any other way. Paul said it's got to be done in the name of Jesus. I wouldn't leave this church. I wouldn't leave this week without getting baptized in the name of Jesus and having your sins washed away by the blood of Jesus. Sickness flees when we call on the name of Jesus. 
Devils are cast out when we call on the name of Jesus. And the most powerful principle is our sins are washed away by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hear this voice today. Hear this voice today. Psalm says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Another translation says, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak it out. If the Lord's redeemed you, then you ought to have a praise on your lips. You ought to tell of his redemption. You ought to preach the gospel everywhere you go with your life. I'm in a house full of redeemed people. And I've come to tell you that there's people who need to hear your message. They need to hear your say-so. They need to hear you proclaim the good works of God. Hear this voice. Hallelujah. But I also want to remind the church today that there are many other voices that are speaking loudly right now. There's voices that try to tell us, well, you're just like everybody else. There's voices that try to say, your redemption is not real. Because, see, you aren't perfect. But in a world with many voices, we need to hold on to the word of God above anything else hear this voice hear the voice that's spoken in this word and follow this word with everything you have because even in today's age it is irrelevant for us even in today's age his redemption is still relevant to us hear this voice Hear this voice. Paul said it like this to the Corinthian church. He said, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I understand his context here was that he was going to preach exclusively the gospel and not know anything about the issues they were facing. But I think that there's a principle that applies to us as a believer that we can find from this scripture. And it's that nothing else matters as much as Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what else chaos might be happening in the world. It, might, it doesn't even matter what's happening at your job and in your personal life as much as it matters that you've been bought by him, that you've been saved by him. You need to hear this voice. It doesn't matter what else we know. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to know anything else. I don't need, I don't need, I like to read, okay, but I don't need to read every book in the whole world. I don't need to know the nuances of, 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 of all these things that are in the world. You know, I, I don't even, I got to be honest with you, I love leadership books. I love their principles, but I don't even need that. 
because everything I need is in Jesus. He was a servant leader. He was a transformational leader. Amen. If I follow what he did, everything's going to work out. And not only is everything going to work out, but there'll be one day that I'm walking on streets of gold because I've followed his word, because I listened to this voice. Hear this voice. You've been redeemed. It doesn't matter what anybody else has to say about you. It doesn't matter what mistakes you make. You've been bought by him. You see, Paul understood that there is pressure in our world to not follow the ways of God. For he said, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of man, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. That's what he said to the Colossian church. He was telling them, beware, be careful. Be careful, Brother Lucas, that there's going to be people that are going to try to spoil you. There are going to be voices that try to spoil you. They try to deceive you through their own philosophy, through vanity, through deceit, after the tradition of man and after the rudiments or the patterns of the world. There is always a shifting and a changing of the world. And the political climate, it's, it's changing, and, and they move on their views, and, and it's always moving. But we don't want to be spoiled by any of that. We don't want to follow any of that. I just want to follow Jesus. I just want to follow his word. Because the Bible says ye are complete in him. He was telling them a principle. He was saying there's people who are going to be speaking loudly. Just because people speak loudly does not mean that they are correct. Just because there are many people saying something. The Bible says let every man be a liar and God be true. Amen. You've read that. I believe in Romans. Amen. We don't need what they have to offer. Be careful who you're listening to. Be careful to what you're listening to. Are you hearing me, young people? This world's philosophy, TikTok philosophy, is not the word of God. I would venture to say even every church is not preaching from the Word of God. Not every voice you hear is from the Word of God. But ye are complete in Him. Amen. Everything I need is in Jesus. It's a one-stop shop. Everything I ever, every question I have, every doubt that I have, I can take it to God. And he will complete me. He will save me. He will renew me. And he'll make me into who he wants me to be. Because we are buried with him in baptism. And risen with him. Hallelujah. That's how we're completed. I know some people say, well, you know, we live in a different age. We don't need to just pray through. We need to 
we need to go find some philosophy about it. No, I think the old timers were right. We just need a good praying through. We need to grow in God because we've been buried with him in baptism and we've been redeemed by his blood. Therefore, he completes us. Who are we to distrust God? I know I should have just preached a shouting message today. I'm sorry, Brother Chase, but this is what I felt the Lord move on me about. There are too many people with an ear to the world and an ear in the church, and they're confused. You need both those ears in the church. You need both those ears in the word of God. You need to hear this voice because if you hear this voice, even in this age, even in an information age, you can be saved. You can be whole. You can be complete with him. It's true that we've been redeemed. It's true that we've been washed. And I don't care what anybody else has to say. It's true that I'm a child of God. New creatures in Christ have no business doing the world's rudiments. We're complete in Him. The baptism of the Holy Ghost and our baptism in Jesus' name, it's enough. He completes us. Hallelujah. I'm complete. I'm not, I haven't arrived yet. He's still working on me. But if I let him work on me, if I let him shape that pot, it can become a masterpiece. It can become something of value. If I allow his name to stay on my life, because you have to stay in this thing. You got to stay in this truth. You have to stay in his hands. Hallelujah. But his baptism is enough. Whew. Jesus. I know, I know. This isn't, like, like I said, this isn't a, a fun and shout message, but I want to remind you that there are people who lost out with God because they were deceived. I'm not going to be deceived. You're not going to be deceived because I'm giving you a warning in this house. And you hear this preacher, God has given you this warning for a reason. Because there's voices all around. Whose voice are you listening to? Mm. Mm. Abraham's nephew. His name was Lot. He left and he took his camp when he parted ways with his uncle to the well-watered plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. It looked good. We live in an Instagram filter generation. It looks good. Sin looks good. It's in style. Brother Emilio, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this and that because it's in style. It's just cool, man. This is, you just, you don't understand. It's well watered over here. And although he left and survived the destruction, his wife did not survive. 
there's people you're connected to that are waiting on your decision, that they hinge on your decision, that they, if they're going to make it or not, if they're going to survive this or not, depends on you. It depends on where you're leading your life. It depends on the direction that you're pointing your camp. It's going to determine whether they make it or not. Your spouse, it's going to hinge on if they're going to make it or not. If you choose to serve him. If you choose to listen to him. Oh my God. It matters what you decide for your life. And it even matters what you decide for your life here today. The decisions you make today put you in a direction. And they lead you down a path. And it can lead you to a path you never really wanted to go. And it all just happened from you listening to the wrong voice. I choose to listen to the word. Because I don't want to end up where I didn't mean to go. Judas was a disciple who was led away by his lust and temptation. And lost his own life. You can be lost, friend. You know, I I know this is is hard today, but I, I want to let you know, you can sit on one of these chairs in here and you can be lost. You can sit on any chair in here and be lost. For Paul said that I bring my own body under subjection, lest I should become a castaway. Amen? Paul, the greatest evangelist that ever existed, the apostle who founded churches everywhere he went, I preached about it last time. He, he went to Philippi, and he was just there for a little while, ends up in jail, and then leaves, and then there's a massive church there. How did he do that? That's powerful. Even that man, he had every day to lay it on the altar. Every day he had to listen to the voice of God. Demas, the Bible says, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. He forsook the man of God. He walked away from the work of God, having loved this present world. A long time ago, we we put on our podcast on a throwback Thursday when we were doing that. We put a message from uh, Pastor James Clark, and uh, it, it was called Flirting with the World. And I know it's a country church, Texarkana. You know, it's, but he had a powerful message, powerful message, and it's true today, absolutely, that if we decide to just be friends with the world, you know, just maybe just a little bit, I'm just going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cool here, I'm going to be somebody here in the world, but I'm also going to be somebody in the church, so, so don't worry about me, Brother Matt. I'm just going to be just kind of halfway, like teeter-tottering on the fence. You, you could become a Demas because you could fall in love with the world. 
I don't know about you, but I'm just choosing on a Sunday morning in May that I am going to listen to the right voices. And I am not going to allow them to say a single word. I'm going to silence every voice that is not in the word of God. I'm going to block it out just because it sounds good, just because it looks good, just because it feels good doesn't mean that we should follow it. But I'm going to follow after the voice of God because when I follow after the voice of God, that's when my life can mean something. That's when I can make it to heaven. Oh, Jesus. I'm quickly coming to a close here. Brother Matt, you want to come to the piano? Paul told the Philippian church, he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He was... He was the greatest leader that ever lived, of course. But he was not of a reputation. You remember in the Word, Jesus would, would tell people, he'd say, I healed you, but don't go tell anybody. I always wonder, why did he do that? Well, it's because he made of himself no reputation. I, we live in a generation where everybody wants to be popular. Everybody wants a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm preaching to young people here. Everybody wants to be that, that guy with millions of followers or whatever. Everybody wants to be somebody. But Jesus wanted to be nobody. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who took of his life, he made of himself of no reputation. He decided to be a nobody. He goes to the final supper. And what does he grab? Did he take the best seat and grab a golden fork and get ready? No. He took one of these. What's this? A towel. He girded himself with a towel. And he washed Judas's feet. He washed Peter's feet, who would betray him. We don't even think that way in our culture, do we? The pattern of this world is step on anybody so you could be somebody. You know, what do they call it on, on LinkedIn? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just preaching what I feel here. This is what I feel the Lord has put on my heart. I hope this is okay. What do they call it on, on, on LinkedIn? They call it an influencer. What do they call it on Instagram when you're real popular? You're, you're an influencer. It doesn't say that you're a servant. That's because the pattern of this world is, it's backwards. It's the wrong way. So why are we chasing that? Why are we running after that? It's vanity. It doesn't mean anything. But what would happen to our church if we had a church full of people 
that had that mind. That I'm a servant. That I'm going to listen to his voice above all others. I'm going to block out the other voices. And I'm just going to serve God. I'm just going to put my hand to the plow. And I'm not going to look back. In Luke, when Jesus was prophesying about the end times, he said, In that day he which shall be upon the rooftop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. He said that when it's the day at the end of time, let him not go gather his things and try to take care of his things. For the scripture gives us three short words as an entire verse in Luke 17 when it says, remember Lot's wife. She turned back. She looked back to that world because it was in her heart. And how did it get in her heart? It got in her heart from her ears. It got in her heart from following the patterns of that terrible place. We can't play with fire and not be burnt. I don't know about you, but there's no turning back for me. There's no listening to that for me as we stand to our feet. I want to encourage you to hear this voice. Hear this voice. Hallelujah. There's a voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, the scripture says. John came and fulfilled that scripture. When he cried to the people, he said, repent to all of them. There's a voice calling us here today. Will you hear that voice? Psalms 29 says, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The, the God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Hallelujah. And if you go to the end of that scripture, it says the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. I I don't know about you, but I have determined to just give God my all in all. All of my strength. All of my heart. Everything that I have. Because he redeemed us with his blood. I've been bought with a price. And that's my focus. That's my focus. I'm not following a political system in this world. I'm not following a philosopher in this world. I'm following Jesus because his blood washed me clean. Amen. If you're thankful for that blood of Jesus, I wonder if we can make this place an altar of sacrifice right now where we can give God our lives all over again. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's some people who've decided today, I'm going to follow the Lord. 
I'm going to hear his voice. I'm going to hear this voice. I'm going to stop listening to all the other junk that's out there. I'm not listening to that vain deceit. I'm not following the rudiments of this world. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to just fit in. But I'm a blood-bought believer. And I've just decided that I'm going to serve Him. I've decided that I'm going to hear His voice. Hear this voice. There's a voice that's crying out right now. Hallelujah. There's a voice that's crying out right now. voice back and say Lord I follow you no matter what I'm hearing this voice I'm listening to nothing else Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.